We are very excited about today's call, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us about the product that you got for us. So this is a very timely product for this week, especially given the content of today's podcast, and it's our 233 free pageant questions. Okay, so 233 questions, um, is the, are these age-specific, different categories? Kind of give us a, a general overview of them. Yeah, they're, they're great because they are based on age divisions first and foremost. So we have master lists for everything from preteen, teen, miss, misses, et cetera, that you can download right to your computer, have it on site, be able to kind of take notes there. And then even further, there are distinguished between categories. So current events, platform topics, getting to know you, general questions, platform questions. So it's broken down in a really concise way. So that way, if your pageant has nothing to do with current events, just go ahead and ignore that section. So you don't have to even bother with it. But otherwise, I mean, it's a huge resource that we're always updating and changing based on the topics that come up. Okay. And so it's like preteen, teen, miss, Mrs. Ms., Mr., mom, dad, um, they... I guess, put in their email address and then the questions are delivered right to them. Uh, they click Exactly. Download. And you know, we've, I know you've heard this too, Stephen. We've had judges tell us that they download our practice questions when they're getting ready to judge a pageant. So if you are a pageant girl ready to compete out there, this can give you a leg up because again, we are the authority in pageantry. So if our judges, judges are coming to us, you better believe that they're going to be prepared with those questions. So it certainly is an extra help. Yeah, you know, I was actually, I was judging a pageant one time and I was sitting next to a woman and she had printed off our questions and she she was a novice judge. She didn't even know that I owned it. And, oh, that's too funny. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what do you got there? She's like, oh my gosh, I found all these mock, they're great questions, whatever. And she used some of them and then she found out that I owned the site and we had to laugh about it. But um, yeah, so, okay, great. And then I guess they can go well they'll be able to go to a backslash podcast um as a general if they're listening to this four months down the road where can they find these free questions on our site yeah it's always on our site it's on the top section under freebies and it's drop down menu just hover over and it says 233 free pageant questions and you can like steven said your name your email what best describes you are you a contestant are you a parent director judge fan whatever you may be and it will deliver it right to your mailbox. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Email box. Oh. <laughs> Got it. All right. Now, thank you. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everybody, to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we're going to discuss how to formulate quality practice interview questions. So Jesse, set the stage for us. Yes, yeah, Steven. So I got the idea for this podcast because I have quite a few contestants email me and say, hey, would you look at my resume and send me back some questions that you think might be appropriate based on my responses throughout the entire resume? And of course, always happy to do that for our VIP clients. Um, but for those of you who are either not VIP members, maybe it's not in your budget yet in your preparation, or maybe you're just kind of looking for more enhanced options. We're gonna give you some tools and tricks today to come up with an arsenal of questions to keep you practiced and on your feet and ready for pageant interview. 
Great. Now, before I ask my follow-up questions, I would like to mm-hmm. give a little shout-out to our sponsor of today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Dream Duffel. The Dream Duffel line by Omni garment bags are the perfect way to keep your pageant wardrobe organized and protected, especially if you're traveling for those long pageants. Um, these luxury gourmet bags are a carry-all system that feature mini pockets, a snap-off accessory roll, can be personalized, and they're easy to carry on and travel with. You can check them out by going to dreamduffel.com. And they're really cool. They're out of Minnesota. So awesome people. Um, Love that. Okay. How can kind of like are there categories of this so how can girls come up with practice questions like broad strokes and then we'll narrow down oh for sure so first i want to talk about why a variety of questions are important to practice and the first thing i say about that is it's your confidence if you know that you can walk into an interview room and answer any question that comes your way you'll be set for interview. I think a lot of people are always telling me when we're practicing interviews, they say, I'm just so scared. I'm going to get a question I've never heard before and not have an answer. And I said, that's really not what this exercise is about. It's about having the confidence to answer whatever question comes your way, whether you have an answer prepared or not. So all of these different questions that we're working through today, all the questions that you're practicing are really just to get your skills in place, your strategies, your control of the interview underway so that you're not worried about what questions you might get asked. So that's the biggest thing. And it's your job to be an expert on you. One of my biggest pet peeves, Stephen, and I'm sure you've heard this, and if you have a story, please feel free to pipe in. But when girls are asked questions on stage from their bio sheet and they struggle, and I'm like, you literally wrote out your bio sheet, gave it to them, and they're asking you a question directly from it, and you're flubbing. How is this possible? So that is a big pet peeve. So I think the first thing we'll talk about is how to use your resume to come up with questions. But you need to know that resume backwards and forwards. And a lot of times, people are overlooking the simplest questions. They're like, oh, I'll know how to answer that. I'm not stressed about it. And then they get in the moment, and they get that simple question that they just – they were ready for the hard stuff and this came forward and they're like, oh my gosh, well, that's so basic. How do I even answer it? So we're going to talk about running the gamut from simple to really challenging to argumentative questions across the board. But um, I think that gives a nice broad stroke about why practicing different types of questions is important. No, I love it. And like in concern to pageant judges, I've never met a judge. There might be one out there. I don't know. But the likelihood of you running into them is small that they're like, oh my gosh, I really hope to stump a pageant girl with this question. Most judges aren't out there to make you trip up. They're just out there to try to get to know you. They want to get the best girl for the job and they want to help the director find the type of girl that he or she is looking for. So they're not looking to say, what's a random question that a girl's never been asked and I want to ask them that to watch them stumble and squirm. Because honestly, it's uncomfortable for everybody in the room if the title holder doesn't necessarily know how to answer the question. Um, for sure. And I do have a, I do have one trick question that I will say at the end of the call as like a bonus. Um, cause I do have, it's one of my favorite questions. I got stumped with it. I love challenging contestants to think outside the box for this question. So if you listen all the way to the end, I will treat you with that trick question. Yeah. And that being said, if you are in conversation with a lot of people, a lot of times, this is why like people who wait tables, um, saleswomen or people that are just more, I guess, seasoned in life that they have a mm-hmm. easier time with interview because they've talked to so many different people with so many different backgrounds, so many different personality types that they feel confident that they're not really going to get a question that they've never heard before. Um, mm-hmm. but to your point, 
practice the easy ones, even though if they feel like a waste of time, because if you get a judge that just says, tell me what you like most about yourself or, you know, where do you want to be in five years that you can just answer that as easily as, you know, some current events thing like sexual harassment. (laughs) Oh, Uh, it's so funny because I have, I've worked with so many clients who they can tell you how to solve their plan to solve world hunger, but they can't tell me to your point, what they want it, where they see themselves in five or 10 years, just because like they think it's going to be easy in the moment. So never underestimate the easy stuff. Well, what's the, like one of the most famous quotes on the planet by Socrates, I believe it's him that said it, it's like, know thyself. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it wouldn't be famous if everybody walked around like, yeah, duh, I do know myself. The majority of people don't. So that's why it's so famous. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I got to learn me. I got to get a PhD on Steven or in your case, Jesse. Exactly. Okay. For sure. And well, I will say too, with that in mind, before we even dive into questions, remember that every answer has three solid pieces to it. This is one of the most golden of nuggets I can ever give a pageant contestant. It's each answer has your actual answer to answer the question, your explanation, and what we call your X factor, a specific, a story, and an example that ties it back to you. So instead of just answering those simple questions and ending it, like take that opportunity to give something special. So that's a podcast for another day. Today we're talking about questions. So let's do it. Yeah. And as a fun fact, like politicians use this too. This is the formula that they basically follow, right? I mean, I would ima- I mean, I'm, I imagine I, I think it's a big deal too. When you're talking about controlling the interview, if you're just answering the question, you're not doing your job and you're doing yourself a disservice in the interview. So it is that X factor that takes it to the next level where you can push them in the direction of topics you want to talk about or information that you want them to know. Okay. So let's talk about the first category of which the questions fall. Well, what would that be? Yeah, so this is the most common and it probably pertains to every single person listening to this call and it's questions based upon your resume or your bio sheet. I think 95% of pageants have you submit some kind of resume or bio sheet for the judge to work off of. So it's so important that to your point, Stephen, you're an expert on you and that you know what's been written on this bio sheet backwards and forwards. Okay. And it- I mean, I know a lot, each one of these bio sheets, they vary per, I mean, they're very prevalent here in the United States. You know, our international audience doesn't always have it, though a lot of the international countries or or pageants are coming around to to using paperwork. But um, if you have to fill out this, where do you start to get the information from? Do you just sit in in the corner and do kumbaya or like hum or do you start to survey people? As far as the questions or the information on the sheet? The information that goes on the questions that the director asks. Oh, sure. So great question. We have a podcast all about filling out your resume. So I will give you the Reader's Digest version, but I highly recommend if you're at that early stage of your paperwork journey, listen to that podcast. And I don't know what number that is, but I'll see if I can find out real quick. Um, But anyway, the first thing you do is you overload your paperwork with information and then you're going to edit it back. So every single topic that pertains. So I think some common topics are your hobbies, your ambition, your scholastic achievements, um, your platform, et cetera. So they're pretty general things that pertain to you. Interesting facts maybe might. Yeah, is interesting a facts. One as well. one. Yeah. yeah, that's a common one. So you want to overload those with information as you're practicing. And then you're going to take back. You're going to edit it back to make sure that the most important and relevant items that pertain to you as a potential title holder are represented. So 
Um, listen to that podcast. It does a much better job of much more detailed job. I shouldn't say a better job, a much more detailed job of illustrating that. Um, but that's the first thing you do is get your bio sheet where you want it with all of the important topics and information. Okay. Um, so what else do we need to know about the resume in formulating questions um, from the resume? So there are three different strategies that I will suggest to you today to use to get a whole library of questions to keep you guessing, to keep you practicing and on your toes. The first I call your friends and family method. Find a core group of five to 10 people and I want them to have varied experiences in your life. And these can be friends, family members, whoever they may, teachers, whoever they may be, and call them or say, tell, text them and say, I'm gonna send you my resume or my bio sheet for my pageant. Could you think of one question per each section and send it back to me and tell them to be creative. We don't want just, if your ambition is to be a, a PR representative for a celebrity, not just why do you want to be a PR representative for a celebrity, have them be creative and there, voila, off the bat, you have between five and 10 questions per section. There might be some duplicates in there, but regardless between five and 10 questions that you might not have thought of before. And it's best if you use varying demographics, different ages, different pageant levels of expertise because they're going to come up with a wide range of questions that pageant people might think of one type. Those out of the pageant industry might think of another type. So it's always good to have a wide sampling. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, what's the next trick to generate more questions from your resume? This is my favorite trick. I call it the kindergartner's trick because when you are talking to kids, they are always asking questions, right? And what's the most simple question that they ask is usually, why? 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 So, um, Stephen, you and I are going to kind of play with this to show how it works, but it's really just digging deeper into the layers of your bio sheet. So, again, we can use, we'll use ambition for this one. So, Stephen, give me an arbitrary ambition that would be on a bio sheet. Um, for me, I want to have, I was going to say, I want to have the largest pageant resource in the world, but that's kind of already there. Um, <laughs> Um, let's say I, I want to build a billion dollar brand. Billion dollar brand. Yep. Okay. I'm going to write that down here. Okay. So Stephen, why do you want to build a billion dollar brand? I want to build a billion dollar brand because one, it shows what kind of impact that I'm making on the world around me. And two, um, it will give me more options. I mean, the more, money that you have, the more fun things that you can do, the better travel, the nicer cars, the, the plane trips, all that stuff. Beautiful. So this is the kindergartner's trick. Why do you think it's important that you make an impact in the world? It's, it's important to me because I want to know that my life had meaning and my life had value. And you said that it's important for you to have options and and money, monetary resources. So why is it important to you to have options in your life? Well, I guess for me is like growing up, I didn't have a lot of options. Um, and there were certain things that I wanted to do as a kid that I just didn't get to do, like certain like traveling and um, sports, et cetera, because finances was a challenge. So, and I saw other friends of mine around me that had life experiences that I was like, man, I really wish I could do that. And so for me, I don't want to live with that disappointment of, ah, oh, I wonder what that would be like. I just want to experience everything that I want to experience. And why do you want to have all of those experiences? Well, I, 
Honestly, I think it all boils down to, um, for me, like security, because uh, I mean, again, like growing up without a whole lot, I mean, we had a lot of love and I mean, we were okay, but then I also experienced several hardships in business where I lost everything, had to start over and experience like a lot of just financial stress. And so security is really important to me because it alleviates that stress. So we can go on and on with that exercise. As you can see, there's layers upon layers upon layers. Mm -hmm. And Stephen, something that you did really well that I would advise those who are listening to do is you included specifics and details as we got deeper. So you talked about um, kind of your your background, growing up, not having a lot of those resources and um, a lot of the the jobs and the tasks that you did along the way. So the more details you can put into those whys, the better. So that's what we call the kindergartner's trick. It's just continuing to dig deeper into the meaning of who you are. You can also do that. It's the same exercise with the word how. So Stephen, you had mentioned you wanted to um, make an impact on the world. I said, well, how are you going to make that impact? And then it can just keep going on and on. So I hope that makes sense. It's one of my favorites because people are always think they're done answering a question about that. And then I continue to push them and they're like, wow, there's so much more depth to me statings on this resume than I ever thought possible. And here's all the details and specifics I can put into these questions and about this topic that I never would have thought of before. So it's never ending the why and the how with the kindergartner's trick. So what's wild is I took a personal development course and it was a, a six month course and each month I had to fly to Utah. Um, Utah. And oh, yeah. that. Um, and this was one of the tricks of like asking yourself why. And it was like, mm-hmm. you, you have to ask yourself three whys to start to get to the reason of why you're doing something. And it's important to know that reason, um, even for why you're competing in pageantry, because when times get tough and regardless of what goal or dream you're pursuing, times will get tough. You can always go back to that initial, like that really, that real close to the core why am I doing this? And when you get to that, that knowledge base, it helps you to push through, practice a little harder, continue with interviewing questions and practicing that when you don't feel like it. So yeah, it's an amazing trick and it's being taught and people pay, you know, thousands of dollars to learn it and you just got it for free on a podcast. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. And so we, that's the how and the why questioning to get, yep. um, to get deeper and, and that's also what you said is each one of those questions you asked about the why, that could be another mm-hmm. potential interview question that you could be asked. Exactly. And that's the point. So it's twofold there. You're one, getting to know yourself on a deeper level that you wouldn't have guessed on the surface if you just asked, hey, well, why is that important to you? It's getting to know yourself, but also here's different layers of questions that could come from this particular topic. Yeah. And if you don't get it right, like, I mean, I, I shot mine off pretty quickly, but again, I've taken those courses. You might get it just quick naturally because you're just that intuitive. But if you have to take some time to really think about it, write it down, zero judgment, but it's important that you do that work before going to interview. So you're not stumped up and you don't get all crazy emotional or thrown off by a judge that might ask that question. Exactly. I, I love that you just said that. Like, And even as you were talking, Stephen, I was writing down your points. So if you're doing that exercise with someone else, it's important that they write it down so they know what direction to take. And I would even say one more layer of that is 
every single why or how layer that you're doing has to have a specific a detail or an example. Don't give yourself a pass there. Otherwise, you're just speaking fluff. So specifics and details are just as important. That's great. Okay. So what's the next uh, tool within the resume category that they can use to formulate questions? Yeah, the number three in the resume is take cater your questions to different demographics. So I say there's three pretty simple demographics of how someone could ask you a question. So a kid's, a kid's gonna ask you a simple question. So um, they could ask you, well, what's a billion dollar brand? Um, pretty simply, a teen, think about teens, they're kind of argumentative for your teens out there listening. I apologize, I don't mean to offend, but I mean the parents that are listening will, are nodding their heads in agreement with me. So teens can be a little argumentative, so you can say, well, there's a lot of difficult things about becoming a billion dollar brand, so how are you gonna do it? So, okay, there's that. And then adults, they're gonna challenge you and say, how do you plan to overcome these barriers to becoming a billion dollar brand? So pretty much the same question asked in three different ways. And you can use that as you're going through your resume to talk about that. And it's going to can range from simple to really challenging and everywhere in between. So as you're looking at it, don't just answer a question once. Answer it in ways as if you're being asked by different people. And that will not only train you for the pageant interview, that will train you for life and for appearances and any conversations you might have outside of the pageant interview room. Awesome. Okay. So what's the next category of where uh, people can, uh, contestants can formulate questions? So for those of you who are in teen and miss and Ms. and Mrs., this might be more applicable to you. It's anything related to current events. Um, so obviously you need to be reading the news on a regular basis, whether you're going to be asked about it or not. Um, but these are some tools that are going to help you as you're preparing for those hot topics that you might not know how to approach at first. Yeah. And concerning the first hot topic, I don't know what you have come up with, but pretty much the hottest topic is sexual assault. Um, so mm -hmm. would you suggest them covering that right now in interview or is there something else that you feel like is hotter? Well, we can certainly talk. I would definitely say yes. Let's focus on sexual harassment because it is the hottest topic right now. But my advice to you is twofold. First, keep a binder if you're going to be asked current events. And at the end of each week, go on CNN.com or BBC or whatever your news uh, organization of choice is and write down the headlines. And then from there, you've heard me talk about it multiple times on this podcast, the current events matrix that I've kind of invented. And there's a podcast on that. It's called How to Answer Difficult Questions. So once you've compiled your list of topics, break down your research using that matrix, the the um what are the four categories of it? Um, the pros, the cons, who, um, what your stance is, and a, a stat to back it up. So once you listen to that podcast, that'll be clearer. But so keep an eye on the topics. Use your matrix to educate yourself on the topic. And then you can go through this exercise and we'll use sexual harassment as our example for today's call. Okay. So um, about sexual assault, it's very broad. Um, can you land the plane a little bit? Like what angle should they take? and even beginning to digest this to formulate questions? Yeah, so sexual assault has a lot of different faces, right? I mean, you have sexual assault on campus, on, on campuses, schools across the country and across the world. Um, you have, my goodness, I mean, there's so many different avenues. Right now, the hot topic, though, is 
sexual harassment and assault in Hollywood. Um, you have Harvey Weinstein's story, Dane Masterson's, Kevin Spacey's. I mean, they're coming up literally every single day. Um, and I had some other ones that came up, but I don't want to miss say the news because that would be bad. Um, so that's the current topic right now. So what I would suggest you would do is you go through your basic question words, your who, what, when, where, and why for this topic. And you're going to need to tweak each of those to fit the topic of, at hand. So um, Stephen, if you were gonna ask a question about sexual harassment and assault based on the who, what kind of question would you use? Based on the who? Um... Mm-hmm. Like, uh, who sticks out to you the most concerning uh, sexual assault and why do you, well, and then that's like the why. So uh, let's just end it there. Who sticks out to you yeah. the most with sexual assaults or who's most shocking exactly. to you for sexual assault? Great. Two great questions right there. Another who that you could use is who is at fault for sexual harassment and assault? That's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So think about that. Like, think about that as as it pertains to each topic, because I could go on and on for like seven more questions on simply the who. So the next one, just to give you some ex more examples, is the what. Um, so Stephen, can you think of a what for sexual harassment and assault? Yeah, like what is the root issue of sexual assault? Why do you think it happens? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And what can we do to educate women and men to prevent sexual assault? That's great. So if you listen, do you, I hope you're nodding in agreement of you're seeing how we're breaking this down. Like just you need to have and I would challenge oh. you to have at least three questions per word that we're using here. The question words, who, what, when, where, why and how, because that will show you some different levels of each issue that you might not have thought about before, because it's not just tell me about the Harvey Weinstein case. I mean, they're not going to I mean, you may get a question as straightforward as that, but you probably won't, especially when it comes to on-stage questions where that's where the most hot topic issues come out, you're not going to get something that direct. It's going to be like going around the block to go next door. It's gonna, not going to be the question that you're prepared for most easily. So it's this is a different way for you to be prepared for those other options. Yeah. And like what classifies a sexual assault? Is it verbal? Is it physical? Mm. Um, something like that could also be a good yeah. one. What is the right punishment for sexual assault? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, so the next word is when. Um, all right. Um, when did this issue start or when did the sexual assault start to escalate? Mm -hmm. And when do you think Danny Masterson sh show on Netflix should be canceled? Mm. So it's a hot topic. So we're going to just breeze through these other ones just really quickly to show you the opportunities are endless when you're using this for your current events. You realistically probably could use this too for your resume. It's just a lot easier to break down those really messy current events that can really trip you up. Um, so we'll just skirt through real quick. So where? Um, where did it take place? Like where does sexual harassment most likely take place? Like in social settings or workplace? Mm-hmm. Where can someone turn if they feel like they have been a victim of sexual assault or harassment? Um, yeah, that's great. Why, um, why is the question? So what do you think? Um, why is this even relevant? Why is this even important? Why are women coming out now versus five, 10 years ago? Yeah. And why do men, why are men more, um, like aggressive towards the sexual assault and not women? Like, why are men the aggressors in sexual assault and maybe not women? For sure. 
And how can we make, so how, so what's, I'll say the how to start. How okay. can we make an impact on it? How can we make an impact to lessen the cases of sexual assault and harassment? Yeah. And another way of saying it is like, how do we change workplace environment to make it less uh, like, um, or easier to make it harder for men to get away with sexual assault? So Absolutely. Very simple. Yeah. Or how can we change the conversation to include men as victims because it's not just a female issue. So you kind of just have to use these as your guide and think a little crazy. And you can use like, you can combine this tool with your resume tools. Like we talked about like your friends and family panel of sending out things like, okay, maybe you send a hot topic to your friends and family panel and say, hey, can you each come up with a question per topic or a question per per word, who, what, when, where, why, and how. And that way you kind of get that wide range like we talked about for the resume. Yeah, and like about current events, um, if you're going for a local title and something is like really juicy in your local news, you're going to get asked about it, but you're not going to get asked about a cat being in a tree. You know, So don't worry about focusing on those minor so-and-so got a speeding ticket, whatever. Uh, It's more broad strokes national or like localized news that really had some sort of impact on the community like a big company moving in, a mayor resigning or a new mayor taking office or the election, um, pollution rates, something like that that's having a, a vast community impact. Mm. So, I'm glad you mentioned that, Stephen, too, because I totally just skated over that. I mentioned like national news outlets. If you're competing for a local or a state title, find out what the most reliable and up-to-date resources are for you to go to because you should be excuse me, you should be aware of those more hometown issues in addition to the widespread. Yeah. And especially like, I know I'm from a really small town. So like if a levy was being passed, it's quite controversial because everybody's tax money was going up. So you might get a local person, especially if they're in the political office asking like, what's your stance on the levy? But that's going to be primarily if you're in the Miss America organization, um, you know, where where people, where that's very much focused. It's very much portion of their interview. Okay. Now you mentioned a trick question at the beginning of the show. Uh, What's the trick questions or how do you come up with the trick questions? Okay. So this is my surprise trick question for all of you. My friend, George Janishik, he and I judged together once I was Miss International and I was warned of this question. So I was ready for it when he asked it. But if you, I want to make sure I ask it right. If you could guarantee you would win the title but you have to rip off the wings of a butterfly to do, to do it. Would you? I would say yes, absolutely. I would find a toy butterfly and I would rip the crap off of those rings and then I would win the title. It's such a tough question, right? It's, <laughs> it's so out, it's so out there. I think my answer was no, I wouldn't because I don't need the guarantee. Oh, that's good. That's really and good. He, he said his answer was, he would eat it instead because it would always be a part of him. So like everyone has their own kind of zany response to that. But just like always find out for those trick questions, like those crazy things. And I'm sure 90% of you, maybe more, listen to the call, have never heard that question before. Um, so just kind of what would you say and how would you respond? So don't be afraid of those trick questions. You'll get there. And of course, you guys know my moral of the story when it comes to pageant interview questions. No thinking aloud. Trust yourselves, you're intelligent people. You will get through it as long as you know yourself and you control the interview. Such a great Thank way to end it. If they want to work yeah. more with you, Jesse, how can they do that? How can they connect with you? 
They can work with me by visiting pageantplanet.com backslash coaching and find all of the options there. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.